Welcome to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Dr. James Fetish is a successful practice owner, best-selling author, and speaker. Listen in as he shares his secrets to a successful business and a successful life. So now, here's Dr. J. Hello, everybody. Dr. J here with our Path to Success podcast. We have a very special guest on the episode today. We have David Markarian from MyoVision. So, David, I've known a long time. We actually use MyoVision in our clinics for a very long time. Uh, it's a good program, and we've spoken on the phone. He's a great guy. He's in the forefront of the profession with some advanced technology, MyoVision EMGs. And he's talked a little bit about how he got involved with that and uh, some things for your practice as well. So, David, thanks for joining us on the show today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, things are changing so dramatically right now, and it's so exciting to see chiropractic making this gigantic paradigm shift. I'm very, very, very happy to see it. And I've been waiting for it for 25 years. You are ahead <laughs> of the curve. You've always been ahead of the curve. You know that, right? Very. Yes, I try. I try. So, yeah, we want to get to all that stuff. But first, tell us a little bit. I've actually been using MyoVision on you a long time, and I actually don't even know the background story. So tell us how you know, MyoVision came to be and the EMG technology and your involvement with chiropractic. Kind of give us your backstory first, David. So, yeah, so what happened was I was with the space program. I was at NASA Ames Research Center. I had a degree in physics, and I went and got into the NASA University program, which is uh, really difficult to get into. NASA pays for your all the way through the Ph.D. level. And, and I ended up doing looking at muscle fatigue in pilots. Everyone was getting out of the simulator in their hands. They were performing so well on this test, but uh, it was the test of a hand controller, but they were complaining of muscle fatigue like crazy. And, and so everyone's going, we're going to use this controller in the new futuristic helicopter called the LHX helicopter. But I'm like going, wait a second. They're complaining of fatigue. So, But I wanted to objectively evaluate that fatigue. I've always been about science and objectively proving or evaluating for the problem. So I, I uh, decided to integrate some, I went around to Berkeley and all these different schools and NASA, and I decided to put together a device for evaluating their muscle fatigue, and that was in a service EMG device, and this was back in 1983, and back before it was even, you know, anyone even knew anything about it. And so um, at that point, I did, did an evaluation and found out that, guess what, it was true that they were all fatiguing much faster using this special hand controller. So they changed the design of the hand controller based on that study. But from there, I ended up writing a $450,000 grant proposal to the National Institutes of Health saying, hey, I want to design this thing. Uh, are you willing to pay for it? And the NIH uh, had 1% of their budget. Uh, two grants were given out that year called Small Business Innovation Research, which provided money, uh, and they were really competing with the Japanese at the time because the Japanese were actually, uh, they were subsidizing a lot of the small companies. So the U.S. said, let's do the same thing. So I designed and built the MyoVision under an NIH grant, and I was only 20, it was crazy because I drank two beers, wrote the proposal, thinking there's no way at 26 years old they're going <laughs> to give me this money. But they weren't allowed to ask how old you were at the time. So they did provide it. And then this is the exciting part. So I built a thing under budget and, you know, early, got done with it early. But then a chiropractor saw it once and said, hey, David, I think this might be valuable for chiropractors. And I'm like, why? I mean, I only worked with, I never, the only thing I knew about chiropractors, my neighbor was a chiropractor growing up and he drove a GTO. And I always thought the chiropractors were just, crazy people that drove really fast in GTOs. That's all I knew. <laughs> and so it's true. And so and he was the greatest guy. He used to throw us in the car and go, let's go and, and, um, and go really fast and never tell your parents. And it was really fun. And he was just, uh, this is back in New York. Anyways, um, I ended up 
uh, going to his office, and his name was James McElvain, and he's famous. And the reason he's famous is he's one of the docs that was arrested in New York State for uh, practicing medicine without a license. And the governor of Oregon had to pardon him because he was a felon, technically, so he could be on the board in Oregon. Anyways, he said, let's, let's see how this works with patients. I went up to his office, and I tested all of his patients, and I was just blown away by the fact that their muscle tension patterns matched exactly with both their x-rays and their chief complaints, their problems, their, their subluxations, their issues. And so except for one person who was completely didn't make any sense at all, he, goes, he said, I put him in on purpose to see if I could throw you off. And so that, that's <laughs> where it was born was, it was, he was such a bright guy and it was my first adjustment and it was the most amazing adjustment. I'll never forget that adjustment actually. It was just, he was so skilled, this guy. And so from there, it turned into, um, it turned into something where the whole profession, you remember like early nineties, there were nine companies selling machines and they're all gone now. I mean, it's like, there were so many people, you know, there were, there was so much controversy associated with it. And part of the problem was that there was static EMG and there was motion EMG and, and everyone threw them in the same bucket. When in reality, there were two different tools. And, uh, the, again, the, the, the companies are all pretty much gone now. Um, and the myovision was used in the VA hospital for studies and it's really been well, the myovision static EMG. And I like to make that distinction now because it's become a big deal where insurers are using static EMG as they can call all EMG static EMG. And most of us are using the term SEMG to mean static EMG when in fact we have to be really more specific. There's static and then there's Dynaram motion EMG. And those two are completely different tools have different, completely different purposes, both very good tools, but used for different purposes. And from there, now it's 2018 and out of the blue a year in a year, $750,000 worth of equipment is being put into all the schools because they've all realized, my God, we, we are, I mean, I think the problem is they're seeing the students graduating and the whole paradigm has been, we do this, you know, you get out of school and then you do the cash practice thing because we can't get insurance and da, da, da. And they're realizing it's not, it's wonderful if it works, but the reality is that, that, you know, the average patient shows up at your office because of a pain. That's why they typically show up. And we have to address the, the real issues. And the other big problem is the Gallup poll right now is really showing us, I don't know if you've seen it, but the Gallup poll does not look really good. And, and the reason I think is that BJ Palmer, I think was right in the, in 1938, when he said that medical men complain that we don't have science and that we need objective data. He said that in 1938, it was, you should see the, I present this wow. in my lectures and people think it's my words. It's BJ Palmer's <laughs> words. And if you read them, you'll be, have you seen this before, by the way? No, I haven't seen it, David. No, I'll have to look at that. I'll have to send you, you're never going to believe in a million years what he said in 1938. And he said, we're going to use their tools against them in a, in a way that is incontrovertible. In other words, we will prove to them using their own tools that they are wrong and that we know what we're doing. And that's what he said in 1938. And the AMA now uh, has acknowledged the MyVision as the gold standard. So by that happening, it's sort of like I did exactly what BJ Palmer was asking, use their tools against them. Well, guess what? The AMA chose the chiropractic tool as a gold standard, meaning uh, you can now present the AMA's recognized device as proof that what you're doing works. 
They can't argue with it. It's their own device at this point. Make sense? Very cool. Yeah, that's awesome. That's good news. I didn't know about all that. I'll have to take a good look at that. That was a, that was a great background story. And then you've been in the chiropractic industry for over 20 years, you said. So tell us a little bit about you know some of the changes you've seen through the profession and adoption of your technology and just overall changes you've seen the last 25 years. So things went from – so where I'm really, really proud of chiropractors and where I've seen the biggest change is that – the Mercedes 80s got us in a lot of trouble in believing, you know, we, we thought that things were going to be easy. Well, they're not easy. And one of the biggest changes, I think, and what I'm most proud of, and I hate to say this, but I'm a straightforward person, I'm known for being honest, is, um, is that the whole notion of, of presenting every patient with a, the same script, <clears throat> that's going away very quickly because everyone is different. And we, we, we learned at NASA that individual differences are the norm. In other words, everybody's different. So when you say the same thing to every single person and you're wondering why patients are disappearing or you're not able to communicate with people, it's because of the fact that you're not actually – uh, you're, you're, you're not customizing your message to that individual person, and they all are looking for something different. And so one of the things that I think I've been really proud of seeing that, that chiropractors are recognizing, when you have objective data to show the patient that's really objective and really truly shows them what's going on inside their bodies, just like a cardiologist shows an EKG to someone, it establishes, you know, the need for care or the, or the time that is time to cut off care um, based on something objective. But the main thing that people that have actually seen this in operation, which you know, is that not only is it impressive to them, but it puts the patient in control at that point. And we've, we felt like we've got to oversell chiropractic. Well, when using objective data, there's no need to oversell chiropractic. The data speaks for you and shows problems. And the reality is we, we get accustomed to our watches being on us, our glasses, whatever. We don't feel them. We get desensitized. So they're desensitized to their problems. When you use objective data, it shows this, it makes tangible what's going on inside their bodies, and it makes them actually motivated. But the coolest thing about it, I've seen this shift. When they see the data matches up with their problem, which is nine out of 10 cases, they instantly go, wow, you're the chiropractor that showed me this. You have instant credibility with me because it's exactly what's going on. My shoulder hurts or this hurts or whatever, and it shows up on the screen, and it leads to them actually looking to you for the solution. And, and I've seen that shift occurring with doctors, but well, my favorite part is the number of chiropractors that have bought my equipment because they felt it was going to impress patients and attorneys for the Dynaram, and instead have called me a year later saying, oh, my God, I bought this to impress patients. And you know what it did? It made me a better doctor. The feedback I was doing, one guy called me, he said, I'm doing upper cervical on everybody, and I've been losing patients like crazy. And he said what I found out was that the data was showing me that I wasn't really helping everyone. And when I looked at him, I said, how do you feel after an adjustment? They're not going to tell me terrible, it didn't work. They're going to say, great, right? And then they leave. Right? Yeah. And so what happened was it led to them now having something that's more solid to go off and something that's really objective and giving them feedback. And this doc called me up saying, David, i got to tell you, it's changed my entire practice and I'm not losing patience anymore because now I'm, I'm, I'm customizing the adjustment to the patient. And is that really that brilliant of a concept? No, it's, it's like everybody's different, right? I mean, you know this. You're smart. You know that everybody's different, right? I mean, do you see it that way? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's funny. I got out of school. It's almost 15 years now, and I 
remember right out of school, I wasn't really a fan of x-raying all the time for objective findings. And so the first year or two, I didn't do have anything. And then I, I came out of your system and bought it. And I remember in the beginning, it was like an uphill battle with patients. I was like, well, you sure you don't need to x-ray? Maybe you should x-ray. You know, do you need x-ray? And we showed them the myelvation. They weren't, you know, always sold. But then, um, you know, after a while, they now we, they come in, the new patients, and they're saying, oh, you don't have to x-ray us? And you get this objective finding without x-rays? And they're so excited about it. But I've just seen the transition over the years from, are you sure I don't need an x-ray? Are you sure I need an x-ray? To, uh, oh, thank goodness, no x-rays. And it's been an interesting transition. But um, and you can certainly use it with x-rays, but I've always I've used it alone without them. And, and just acceptance, yeah, it's just so funny that after years of people, are you sure, are you, sure you don't need an x-ray? Now they're, they're usually really happy to get objective findings without radiation. So that's another benefit. And I've just seen that big change in the 14 years I've been using the program. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, it's great for that. It's great for retention, too. I mean, I think it's a really good retention tool, and you, you can show somebody something objective after a couple of weeks of care. You can see the improvement or not. And, uh, you know, like you said, getting yep. more modern with chiropractic. If we see, you know, and I tell my associates, you know, if they're in 10 visits and your myovision looks the same, your findings aren't different, they need to be referred out, whether it's imaging or another doctor or specialist. And the days of just pounding them for 40 adjustments and seeing no changes are, are gone for a whole bunch of reasons. That's why, you know, I like the myovision. After 10, 12 visits, you see what it looks like. If it doesn't look better. You better do something different or refer them out. Right, and, and is that, again, that, that, that whole concept was pushed in the 80s. You just keep adjusting them, right? Well, guess what? It, 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 there's no logic to that, and, and that's, again, that's the other thing I love about the young docs and yourself, you know, that, that they actually have that logic now where they're going, wow, you know, we do see this as being, we do need to track their progress, and we do need to evaluate what's going on with them because of the fact that it's not helping us as a profession to just keep adjusting people because the reality is if it's not working, now you can alter what you're doing as far as adjustment goes, but if it's not working, you really are, it makes you more credible to say, hey, guess what? It looks like there's something I'm not actually helping you properly, and you get so much credibility from that honesty. You know what I mean? It's just yeah, it's so powerful. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing you said, too, about changing the treatment, that's one of the big things we've seen. You talked about your upper cervical doc. But we'll do that a lot of times here. You know, we're just adjusting 10 visits. doesn't look much different. You don't feel anything's going on. So, you know, let's try spinal decompression for two weeks. And then all of a sudden they're, you know, 100 times better. And you just change right. the treatment because you saw the objective findings. It doesn't mean necessarily you had to refer them out or get an MRI. But, we're like, this isn't working. Let's change what we're doing. And then, bang, they get better. So, yeah, it's absolutely great that way. Yeah. Right. And it gives you good feedback. And then the other thing that's been a really big change is that we've seen this huge change in terms of the, um, the, uh, the, that the, um, the use of the, of, or the working with people that are like patients that are have, that are PI cases to be able to actually do, um, to work with those people who needs you more than someone who's been injured in a car accident. Seriously. Who who does? I mean, as far as the ones that are most subluxated, they've been in a car accident. We've been avoiding that whole arena because we've not had the the data. We've not wanted to deal with the um, wanted to deal with the uh, the medical legal side of things. And and the reality is that that's because of the lack of objective data. Well, the Dynaram system, which the AMA recognizes now, has been so well established in the courts that everyone, uh, now you have the opportunity to make the personal injury arena clean. It used to be a dirty game. Well, when you actually have objective data 
to, to and if you look at dynaram.com, I created that just for PI attorneys. It, it makes it so easy for you to work with those patients. I mean, it makes it simple, it makes it fast, it makes it so that you don't have to really, you don't have to take them to lunch. They're coming, chiropractor, uh, the, the PI attorneys are coming to chiropractors now that have the system. And on the 20th of November, I'm lecturing to a group of over 7,000 PI attorneys. And why? Because they are, have been so impressed by the court wins with the Dynaram system. And Dynaram, what I did was I essentially patented the measurement of muscle activity using attached electrodes and range of motion simultaneously. And ooh, big surprise, when you measure both of them simultaneously, that patient with, we, we've, been, we've been doing this for years and we forgot about it. We didn't realize it. The paradigm shift has been when you measure range of motion, the percentage, 60 plus percent of the patients have normal range of motion, but muscle guarding and pain. We've been writing that down. Well, that's not objective. That's subjective. So when I did this, when I patented this device where I measure range of motion and muscle guarding simultaneously, what it does is it exposes those that are actually really injured and have soft tissue injury, their muscle guarding is crucial to that, and I've increased the sensitivity and specificity of range of motion by combining both range of motion and muscle guarding simultaneously using the dynamic electrode service EMG, and it has just changed the entire world. Uh, I just won a, a $1.2 million jury award I testified in, in court, this is just eight months ago. And so, I mean, and then I also won a case that was for one of the most famous PI attorneys in the United States. So he's the one that set up this lecture. Uh, but they're going to be looking for docs that have the system after the 28th of November. And they're going to be wanting docs to have it because of the fact that they can now have, they finally have objective proof of the subjective complaint of pain. And that's what the device has done. And that's what's turned the entire industry on its side. And it was challenged to the Supreme Court level in Florida where I won. It was myself. I was the only person to testify uh, on behalf of the chiropractic profession. And it went all, I don't know if you know about the case, it went all the way to the Supreme Court in Florida and it established the validity of the tool. Uh, and now it's, it's not questioned anywhere. It's, uh, it's accepted everywhere in every court in the United States. Uh, it's very, it's only right. a secret, but that's what the schools have put in. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, were you aware about this? No, I didn't know a whole lot about it, David. No, thank you for sharing for all of us. It was definitely stuff we need to know about there. You've uh, put a lot of effort in and helped the profession a whole lot with uh, that personal injury realm and in other realms as well. I mean, I know even when we have patients, we do it, and, and they, you know, they, it gives them validation. They, you know, they know their shoulder hurts or back hurts or whatever spot, and, and they can see it on a screen, and it's easy to see, and it's not, you know, an x-ray can be a little complicated, and not that you can't do them as well, but, you know, it's good vision for them to see, and it, and it gives them good results yeah. when they're feeling better as well. The other thing I like to talk about, you've had so many updates over the years that we've bought every upgrade and update you've done with the EMG over the years. And I think this newest one's been probably the best one. I feel like the scans have gotten better. It's easier to use. The rechargeable uh, probes have been much better. So tell us a little bit. You're constantly updating, innovating. It seems like every couple of years you've got a, you know, an update, an upgrade, something where the software is better, the hardware is better. Every couple of years you're upgrading, and that seems to be a little bit better. Yeah. The scans are a little bit better every time. So tell us a little bit more about you know, the upgrades you've done over the years. So what I did was my, my whole concept has always been make the hardware perfect and then make software. So updates, like for as an example, as you probably know, there's been 55 updates in the last year. Most companies do one update a year at the most, and they charge you know a lot of money. I'm charging $2.99 a year for updates. 
and we did 55 of them last year. But the hardware, I've the static scanner being rechargeable, I made it so the the front end is is like a shaver now. If the only thing that ever goes bad, I, I wanted to make it easy for docs so they didn't have to really do much work to keep up their systems because nobody really wants to take care of them. So I decided to, to adapt the system to the person, right? So as you probably know now, the front end is a shaver head. You just if if you need to replace it. There's no more returning the device to us for any kind of repairs. Like the front end itself, the actual piece is like a shaver head that you unscrew and pop off. But we're getting, what I did was I got with the newest one, I, I'm done as far as I'm, I am so happy with the new rechargeable static scanner that, I mean, the, the, it's about four times faster, if you've noticed, and it's about three times more accurate than the other one, which was incredibly accurate. And the test retest reliability is in the 0.96 range with the rechargeable. It's extremely well done. And when you get to the point where you start seeing the scans don't, they don't want to drop, they don't want, you're not getting good data, it means it's time to replace the head, which is every maybe year and a half or so. And, you know, in the past, other companies, um, everyone else was, you know, you have to buy a new probe, which was 2000 bucks. Well, this is like a hundred and something dollar part that you just replace. And it was the only thing that needs to be replaced. And I made that so that you could do it anywhere in the world by ordering it online. It weighs about four ounces. So it's nothing really, you know, weight wise, but it's, I've actually perfected the static scanner now and I'm so happy with it. And, and also the single, I don't know if you've tried it yet, but I, I, I did this to reduce costs for the young docs getting out of school. I made it so a single scanner, static scanner, which like turns the whole thing on industry on its head and that we've been doing dual probes for so long. And I, I switched over to doing a single scanner to reduce costs. Same exact high-tech device, but just one instead of two. And guess what? Everybody loves it. And the reason I figured out by watching them is from an ergonomic standpoint, it takes very little. It's, it's maybe 20 seconds longer for the test, but they're focused on one reading at a time, and they use their left hand to lift the hair up out of the way. It's ergonomically better, and it, it just blows my mind to see people switching over even with dual ones you can go into the software and change it to a single and then you have two two probes which will last forever basically uh but that's been the other big change is just you know the way it is right now just simply running it with a single probe i don't know if you tried it yet or not but believe it or not once you switch over you will never use two at the same time and i think it's mainly the focus that you're focusing on one reading at a time which means that it's so much more simple and I don't, it's like doing a – try to imagine using two stethoscopes at once. You'd never do that. You just one, right? And I think that's why people like it so much. But that's been a big change. And then the Dynaram technology, a range of motion device, they call it the surgical range of motion because of the fact the feet move and it's so accurate. Um, everything has been super so – I've, I've really focused on the speed. If you notice, each reading you're doing now with the rechargeable, you're looking at about, what, two seconds per, per reading, if you notice how quick it is. Yeah, it's been much, much faster. And if you have a well-trained staff, yeah, it's probably a third of the time it was with the upgraded models. We've been very happy with it. And that was the other thing I wanted yeah. to bring up, too, is one of the things that tra- – if I hear sometimes I'll be coaching doctors speaking, and, and they'll say, you know, oh, there's too much uh, – you know, not, it's not reliable with the different staff people using it and stuff. And I just want to say, you know, you guys have the training on your site. Whenever we get new staff, we make them do the training. We have the, you know, more seasoned staff train them. And once if you spend a little time training your staff, the reliability is very, very good. It's the doctors just throw a staff in there with the machine and don't train. But now you guys have all that – you have really good stuff on your website, and you have that little test they can take and all that. So – Tell us a little bit more about that, because that's one thing I hear doctors say is, you know, the, that, the liability is always there. Absolutely, but okay, 
So the study was just completed, and, and it's, it's being, there's a study that's being completed right now, and I've already seen the pilot study test data was insane, 0.96, same as an MRI for the static EMG. And it turns out when you look at all the docs, they're either skipping steps, um, they're throwing a staff, and for some reason, I don't know why, for every other device that I'm planning, including your smartphone, you have to know how to dial, you have to know how to, you know, punch the right numbers in for you to call somebody, right? It's, it's for some reason, I think the device should do everything for you. Well, there's, it takes like 15 minutes to learn how to do it right, which is simply, you know, you touch the liquid, go to the skin, wait for the readings to drop, press release the button, and it gives you good data. But people are watching them do it, and they literally are throwing a staff member in saying, hey, I don't want to know how this works. I don't really care. Go ahead and use it, and, and it doesn't work. And, oh, I'm, big, I'm surprised. Well, we'll take the training. So I, I purposely put on this training. Now, that training is not just training for, like, it's not marketing. It's the same training class that's been approved for use for all of the chiropractic colleges, everyone from the most conservative western states all the way to Life University use my, that training seminar, uh, training modules that are with the tests that are on the MyVision website because our quality control, without having quality control in this profession, we are screwed. And so I've, I've gone out of my way to ensure that quality control by simply taking that, even for the ScanVision, what is it, a 20-minute class, that's it, and you're yeah. done. And your data is perfect, and you saw, you saw yourself. So you're, again, why doesn't everybody think like you? That's what I want to know. It's so simple. <laughs> you know, new staff, train them, and they're all set, right? You've seen it, right? Yeah, and even we found real value in just going back and doing that. Even, you know, one of my seasoned staff been doing these for years, and we'll just have them redo your training every now and then, you know, every couple of months, just make sure everyone's on the same page and re-go through it, and even seasoned staff to go through it. You don't really need to, but I just found it out. You know, constantly updating. It's really good. good. Yeah, that, that, that training's been very good. We've we've definitely seen much improvement. Seeing the newer, you know, the newer newer rechargeables and that new training, and the scans have gotten so much more alive. But we don't have any, you know, you don't have any trouble where one doc does a scan. We have multiple docs. One doc did a scan, another doc did it, and they don't, you know, always look the same. But now the reliability between different users is much much better as well. So, yeah, it's been a really yeah, good you know, very and, happy with it. Yeah, that part has been the crazy part is that literally if they just go through the training, our reproducibility, that, that, that whole issue with, I mean, there's, there's no other machine on the planet with this kind of reproducibility, but it's been, I designed it that way. I designed it so, but all you have to do is do a couple of very simple things properly. But the funny part is you're totally right, and it's amazing you notice this. Someone who's been doing the scans for two years will suddenly start doing something completely wrong. and out of the blue. So it's good to have them redo it every once in a while because they'll go, oh my God, why did I start, you know, hitting the button like at, or, or pulling the device away from the skin for no reason. I mean, they do things really weird. So it is good to redo the training every once in a while. And, and it takes so little effort, but you're right. It's really weird to see experienced users. You just suddenly have a brain fart. They just suddenly start doing things differently, but maybe, I don't know how to explain that, but it does happen. Uh, but if you stick to the training properly, you can expect to see, we've got data on patients where you can see test at retest is so dead on accurate. Uh, and the other thing is the machine's gotten so accurate. It really does. It's so sensitive to those areas where muscles are compensating for subluxation. You can see it so clearly as you've noticed. And, and, I, and this, at this point, it, I see it as being completely perfect. Like it is the best of all machines I've ever seen and better than anything I've ever done. And, but it's, uh, I, I, I mean, I literally pit it up against an MRI as far as the reproducibility of it. 
Um, and it's just, you know, get some training and, and you'll find the data is excellent. So, yeah, it's been a big complaint in the profession in general. And half that has to do with the machines that are almost all gone now. The other half has to do with training. So get both those together and you're all set. You're all set. Yeah, well, that's everything. And, too, you know, we train all the time, my staff. We all train the same six or eight topics. And we go back through it every couple months because they forget and you got to reinforce it. And that's one big lesson for their business yep. overall, not just MyoVision. But that's some really great information, yeah. David. I really appreciate you being on the show. We love MyoVision. I've been using it for years. We have two of them. They run all day long. We're probably getting busy enough for a third one soon, but uh, we use them a lot during the day. We really appreciate all your help and support. And if our listeners want to get a hold of you, get their own MyoVision machine or get a hold of your company, tell us how we get in touch with you, David. So there's two websites for attorneys. It's www.dynaram.com if you want to show the, the, the Dynaram to attorneys. The MyoVision.com, www.myovision.com. Now, my, my email is david at myovision.com. I take emails from everybody. We also have a, on the website, you can actually go and you can say, uh, ask the experts. You can enter any questions you've got there. I respond to those. Uh, and my company's number is, uh, it's 800-969-6961. Um, and, or you can email info at, at myovision.com as well. Uh, that's the best way to reach us. And we have a phenomenal support site, support.myovision.com. has graphical answers to every every question you have pretty much as well. So, Great. Uh, yeah, absolutely great information. It. Yeah, great info for us and a great product. I highly recommend it. And everybody get to touch with David. Get yourself a MyoVision. Get your new patient numbers up, your attention better, and uh, help your practice overall. So thanks for joining us, David. Yeah. I'll be sure to talk to you soon, bud. Yep, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Dr. J's Path to Success podcast. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. For information, please visit drjamesfetish.com. Dr. James R. Fetish, Clinic Director at Village Family Clinic. His book, Secrets of a Million Dollar Clinic, is available on Amazon and online at hackettstownfamilyclinic.com or drjamesfetish.com, www.drjamesfetish.com. Jamesfetish.com. Dot com.